Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. What is going on, friends? It is Supernatural Saturday. I'd like to welcome you all here. I am Praying Medic, and we're continuing our series on divine healing. Uh, We are in chapter 11 in the book, and this chapter is Healing 101. It is putting everything together. It's the nuts and bolts of all the things we've learned so far over the last, you know, 10 messages. We're going to put the rubber to the road today. I'm just going to today going to go through some basic bullet points about healing and miracles and deliverance to help you get kind of some of understanding of how I approach healing and deliverance when I'm actually praying for people, whether it's out on the streets, in grocery stores and hospitals, what the Lord has taught me, how I approach it practically. The first thing that you have to know about divine healing is that it is all about relationship. It is about your relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. The relationship you have with God is going to make or break the healing dynamic. If you are not seeing success in healing, the first place to look for troubleshooting is your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I receive a lot of questions from people. You know, I've prayed for people. I've, I've tried to get someone healed. It's not happening. What's wrong? First thing I always say, what has God told you about this specific person, this condition? What has he shown you? What is the Holy Spirit saying? What is he revealing? And many times people say, well, I don't really hear God very well. I don't hear the Holy Spirit. I don't really see visions, words of knowledge. That is many times the first thing you need to fix. Because healing relies heavily on revelation from God. He'll give you tips, tricks. He'll give you little things that you need to know about. If you're not hearing the Holy Spirit, that is the first thing you need to address is get to know the Holy Spirit, get to know his voice, get to learn how those thoughts that he puts in your mind, the images that he drops into your your mind, those are the ways that he communicates to us. And you have to be able to do that if you want to operate successfully in healing. If you're not caring God very well, it is going to be a struggle to get people healed. You're just going to have trouble. So the first thing I would recommend is build that relationship with God. Strengthen that first before you do anything else. So the second thing is understanding our authority that we have from Jesus. And that is a relational thing. The authority that we have to remove demons and to command bacterial infections and viruses to leave, that authority comes from our relationship with Jesus. So again, goes back to relationship. You have to have that relationship with Jesus. That is where we get our authority from for healing. The third thing is power. So when we need to work a creative miracle, when we need to uh, create 
a part of someone's body that's been broken, damaged, or missing, whether it's an eardrum or a kidney or whatever, what we're trying to do is create a new part of the body. That's a creative miracle. Miracles are done through the release of power or energy, if you will. And that comes from the power. That power comes from the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God that lives in us. What we do is we release the power of God that is in us. And again, it comes down to relationship. How is your relationship doing with the Holy Spirit? Are you able to let the power of God flow out of you? Jesus said, if anyone follows me, if he believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. That rivers of living water that flows out of our innermost being, out of our spirit, that is the power that works miracles. Again, it goes back to relationship. He said, if anyone follows me. So it comes down to knowing the Holy Spirit, knowing Jesus, knowing the will of God, and it's all tied up in relationship. The the building blocks, the key foundational thing you have to understand about healing and miracles is it's all about your relationship with God. So how do you develop a closer relationship with God if you feel like maybe God is a little distant, like you're not really hearing God, maybe you're even questioning whether God cares about you? How do you develop that relationship? How do you develop that intimacy? Well, it comes in the same way you develop any other relationship. The only way that my wife and I were ever able to come together and fall in love is because we spent time together getting to know each other. We talked a lot. We sent each other messages on our phones. We talked on our phones. We, we called each other. We devoted time. We set time apart daily to get to know each other. Time is the commodity of relationships. If you don't spend time building the relationship with someone, you are never going to develop any kind of intimacy or knowledge of that person. So (laughs) what you really need to do if you want to strengthen your relationship with God is you need to set aside distractions, turn off the TV, turn off your MP3 players and your YouTube and get quiet and spend time regularly. I would say daily initially. If you're struggling in your relationship with God, you probably need to spend some time every day getting to know him, being quiet, being still, letting your mind focus on the voice of God, on the heart of God. So that's kind of where I would start out at is spend some time listening, hearing, perceiving, letting God show you visions. That's what I did. When I wanted to learn how to see visions, when I wanted to learn, yeah, turn off Periscope, (laughs) turn off Facebook, get off Facebook. Look, when I'm writing a book, I have to get off Facebook because it's too distracting. My books that I write, I'm trying as much as possible to translate what I hear the Holy Spirit saying. And I can't hear the Holy Spirit very well if my mind is on social media. So I shut down my social media accounts and then I spend a week or two or three or six hearing God's voice, hearing what he's saying and transcribing that into a book or a blog post. I, I have to do the same thing I'm telling other people to do. You have to get time away from all the clutter and the noise of society if you want to hear God. It's, it's critical. There's no other way around it. That's why, why do you think Elijah would go and hide in a cave for a while? He wanted to hear God's voice. 
Get away from all the noise. So, building the relationship with God requires setting time aside. Like any other relationship, you have to set time aside if you want to get to know somebody. Now, moving to the next part of the healing dynamic, which is actually praying for people to be healed. I spoke a couple of weeks ago on God's presence and taught you a little bit about God's glory. I played some music. I got some words of knowledge and I invited God's presence to touch people. And it was ridiculous how many people sent me private messages on Facebook, on Twitter, and through email who listened to that message. Many people listened to the podcast. A number of them felt healing. Many people felt tingling in their body, different sensations. God's presence is a key part of healing ministry. I always invite God's presence to touch the person when I'm praying for them to be healed. And you should do that too. You should learn how to cooperate with God. You should learn how ask him to bring his presence, number one. Number two, know how to sense his presence when it's there. Because sometimes the way God's presence manifests, how you feel it, will give you a clue as to what God wants to do with that person when it comes to healing. So God's presence is a big thing. The next thing to consider with healing is faith. There are many different components to divine healing, but faith is one of the pillars. Faith releases power. The power of the Holy Spirit that is in us is released by faith. And the authority that we exercise over demons and sickness is exercised by faith. So you are not going to release power and you're not going to exercise authority without faith. And faith may start out small, but it has to grow like a mustard seed. We have to address this issue of faith and unbelief and doubt. If you are filled with doubt and unbelief, that's okay. That's understandable. When you begin praying for people to be healed, you're going to have some doubt and skepticism. Most of us do. But as you pray for more people, and as you see the power of God at work, and as you see people healed, your faith is going to grow. And there are some things you can do to grow your faith, and I'm going to talk about those in just a few minutes. One thing that will boost your faith, that will give you more confidence in God's willingness to heal, is getting yourself healed. I have had neck pain, I have had shoulder pain, I have had lower back pain, I've had headaches. And I have been healed of all of those things. I have asked other people to pray for me. Uh, I've gone to healing conferences. I've gone through emotional healing. I had a friend of mine pray for me through two different sessions of emotional healing. It It made a huge difference. When I was healed of a headache, when I was healed of a shoulder pain, I realized, wow, this is no joke. This is serious. I had neck pain and now it's gone like that. Getting yourself healed if you need healing will boost your faith, your confidence in God. So find someone who can get you healed. If you need healing and you don't have the faith to do it yourself, I have prayed over myself and I've been healed. I've had severe headaches. I've prayed and boom, those headaches left. You can heal yourself. But if you're having difficulty getting yourself healed, find someone else who operates in healing, who has a lot of faith. 
that can get you healed. Greg Cook, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know, Greg and I have been messaging each other for a long time. Greg sees a lot of people healed, but he still has one issue that he is trying to get healed of. I have issues I'm trying to get healed of too. But Greg is one of those guys that knows if you can get some breakthrough and see any of your own healing, it, it helps your faith a lot. So for many of us, that's going to be a process, but that's okay. Just submit yourself to the process. And by the way, I think I see John Jamerson on the Facebook chat. John Jamerson is in a wheelchair. He has a spinal cord injury. Now, I often receive questions from people saying, well, first I have to be healed before I can go and heal somebody else. No one's going to take me seriously if I'm in a wheelchair. No one's going to take me seriously if I still have my own problems. That is not true. John Jamerson is in a wheelchair. And John Jamerson has been seeing people healed for years. And he teaches healing and deliverance, even though he's still in a wheelchair. Your infirmity, your sickness, your condition does not disqualify you from being a healer. It's great if you can get healed, but it is not a requirement. Uh, we, most of us who are over 40 years old have some junk we would like to be healed of, but it doesn't matter. Pray for it. Let people pray for you, but don't let that become a hindrance or an obstacle to you going out and praying for people to be healed. One of the keys that helped me grow in faith for healing was getting around other people who were successfully operating in healing. I, I got involved in this fairly large group on Facebook. It was hundreds of people from all around the world. And today, the, that group of people is thousands from every country. And we would share testimonies and we would have group discussions about healing. We'd talk about obstacles. We'd talk about our successes. We would share testimonies. We'd compare notes. And I did this on a daily basis for several years. I watched videos of people like Todd White and Bill Johnson. I watched as people were being healed on the streets. I listened to podcasts. I read books. John Wimber's book, Power Healing, was a great book. It really encouraged me. I've, I write books and I put out podcasts and YouTube videos because I want to encourage you to operate in the same power and authority that I'm doing because that kind of information helped me get started and it helped me get to where I am now. So one thing to do if you really want to be successful in healing is get around people who are operating in healing. Ask questions and compare notes. You will find yourself developing more boldness for stepping out and praying for people to be healed. You'll get your questions answered and you will grow just by being around people who are doing it. And the same is true for dreams. If you're not dreaming much, consider finding a group, whether it's on Facebook or wherever, of people who are dreaming a lot and talking about dreams and teaching on dream interpretation. As I have started this discussion on Periscope with my friends about dreams, many of you are having a lot more dreams than you ever had before. When you get around people who are discussing those subjects, you start to have those experiences. So it's something that you can catch from other people in a sense. When you begin praying for people to be healed, I would recommend starting with friends, family, and coworkers. That's what I did. Now, I couldn't get a lot of people healed in my own family, my extended family, brothers and sisters, they weren't interested. But my son and my daughter, my son was in high school swimming and track. He was always getting injured. 
He had back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain. He would come home injured all the time from school. And he would come to me and I would pray over him and he would get healed every time. I had a coworker, an EMT that I worked with, who was always getting injured. He'd come into work, headache, neck pain, back pain, knee pain. I would pray over him. He would get healed every time. Take opportunities to pray for people in your sphere of influence, friends, family members, coworkers. Those people are relatively easy. You just, you, and you're going to have to find a way to bring healing up to them in, in a way that's comfortable for you. You don't want to make them feel uncomfortable and you don't want to make yourself uncomfortable. Although you do have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Asking someone if you can pray for them to be healed. When you start doing it, it is a little uncomfortable. But the magic happens outside your comfort zone. It's something you're going to have to get used to if you want to see people healed. And eventually it'll become second nature to you. So you're going to have to learn some kind of a method where you walk up to friends, family members, and coworkers, for starters, and get a few of those people healed. As you do, your confidence, your faith in God will grow. And then you may start branching out, and you might want to talk to strangers at Home Depot, grocery stores, restaurants. You see people with braces and immobilizers and shoulder uh, injuries. You will eventually want to start praying for strangers. And that's when it really gets fun. When you are actually praying for someone to be healed... Do not beg God for healing. Don't do it. It's not necessary. You're not begging God to heal. You are exercising your authority. You are releasing power. You are commanding spirits to leave. It's not necessary to beg God for healing. I did it for three or four months. No one got healed. It doesn't work. Don't do it. Just say no. Command bones muscles, ligaments, nerves, tendons to be healed. The easiest type of injuries to get someone healed of are joint injuries. That's been my experience. If you start praying for people who have shoulder, knee, elbow, ankle injuries, soft tissue injuries, sprains and strains, easiest thing in the world, very simple. Place your hand on or near that injured site Command the ligaments to be healed. Command the soft tissues to be healed. Command tendons, nerves, bones, cartilage, anything you could think of. Command those things to be healed. And then ask the person if there's any change. Ask them if they feel anything. Many times I will start out and have them do a little range of motion test. Rate your pain on a scale of 0 to 10. If they say they move it around, well, it's like 7 out of 10 pain. Okay, you're starting at 7 and your goal is to get to 0 on a zero to 10 scale. So you put your hand on or near the joint. You don't actually have to touch them. You're going to be releasing power and that'll flow out of your hand. And you're going to command the structures that are injured to be healed. If they can tell you, hey, I have a torn ACL, just put your hand there and say, I command that anterior cruciate ligament to be healed or the ACL to be healed. You may want to close your eyes and you may want to see if God gives you a vision, a word of knowledge. Many times that I'm praying for people, I'll close my eyes and God will show me migraines or he'll show me a spirit of pain. I'll see a little black swirling thing around them. Command the spirit to leave. After you have commanded structures in the joint to be healed, ask them if there's any change. Ask them if they feel anything. Many times people will say they feel tingling or heat or sometimes cold. Not very often, but it's usually heat or tingling. 
That is an indication that the power of God is flowing out of you and they're being healed. Sometimes they'll say, well, it was a seven and now it's about a five. So if you've made progress, keep going. Keep your hand there. Continue commanding the ligaments and the nerves, tendons, muscle, bones, cartilage to be healed. Just command it to be healed and do it again and then ask them if there's any change. And they may say, well, you know, now it's about a three. So just do it again. (laughs) Keep doing it. Keep doing it. It's like splitting a log. You take your, your splitting mall and you hammer it and you hammer it and you hammer it and you hammer it until you split that log. And you never know how many times it's going to take. Sometimes it's one hit. If you hit it in the right spot, boom, you split that log. Sometimes it takes you 10 hits to get that log split. You never really know. But you have to persist, especially if you're making progress. If you're getting their pain reduced, keep going and keep going. And eventually, you will get to a point where they will move it around and they'll be completely pain-free. And at that point, you can stop and you know that they're healed. For people that I pray with who have joint injuries, that's how it goes about 90% of the time. I'll keep releasing power and I'll continue commanding the structures to be healed. And you will get to a place eventually where the pain is gone. That's a general approach. It's not a formula. There are no formulas. Don't get stuck in a formula. Don't think you always have to do it the same way. That's just a way to start out. If you have no idea what to do, that is a good place to start. But that probably isn't going to work for pancreatic cancer. Because cancer is a different process. And you're not going to be commanding ligaments and bones to be healed when someone has cancer. It's a different process. But... If you want some easy victories in the beginning, go after neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, knee and elbow pain. Those joint injuries, very, very easy. You can start out from from square one knowing nothing about healing and, and fairly quickly get some good successes under your belt. In addition to making the commands for the structures of the body to be healed, if you see spirits, if you sense spirits. Most often for me, like I said, I will, in my mind, I'll close my eyes. And sometimes I will see, God will show me like an x-ray vision of the person's arm or elbow or knee. Many times I'll see a little black swirling thing, and I know that's, that's a spirit of pain. So I just command spirits to leave. Sometimes you will only see this spirit, this evil spirit. And if you command that spirit of pain to leave, you don't have to do anything else. Their pain will be gone. It's just a spirit of pain. A lot of people have chronic pain and it's all due to this spirit of pain. There is no underlying physiological condition. That's particularly true with things like fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a diagnosis you get when you have chronic pain with no underlying physical abnormality. They can do all the scans and tests that they want. They don't find anything. Nothing's broken. Nothing's out of place, but they still have pain. It's spirits of pain. You have to get rid of those evil spirits to get rid of the pain. That's deliverance, and that is authority. It's commanding them to leave. Releasing power. Like I said, put your hand near or on the area, and you can do it a number of ways. You might just, in your mind just believe that you are this reservoir of power and you are going to believe that when you put your hand on that person, that re- that power is going to flow out of you. It is going to go into that person and it is going to give them the creative miracle that they need. 
So releasing power. Persistence is worth its weight in gold. If you will persist long enough and continue releasing power, continue making commands, continue exercising authority, you will get to a place where 80 to 90% of the people you pray for will be healed. If you continually do this on a regular basis, you'll reach that, that level of proficiency over time. I guarantee it. You just, you will. Everyone does. If they allow their faith to grow, if they learn how to exercise authority and release power, and if you're persistent, you will see your results go from 0% to 80% in a couple of months. Ask God for specific information. That's the relationship. That's revelation. God will give you words of knowledge. He'll show you specific things that he might show you that a person needs their DNA healed. He might show you that there is a hairline fracture that you need to command that bone to be healed. I'm surprised at at the things that God shows me when I close my eyes. He'll show me specific things. Sometimes he'll show me words like unforgiveness or bitterness. And then that lets me know that there's an emotional healing thing that needs to happen. So I'll, I'll, t- I'll ask the person, hey, are you harboring any unforgiveness towards anyone? And let God show them and they'll get this image in their mind of their ex-husband or their ex-wife. And then you just say, okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, you probably need to forgive that person. And if you do, that'll help the healing process. Looking for words of knowledge is very helpful. Especially if you're not making any progress, if, you've, if you have released power, if you have exercised authority, if you've commanded the structures to be healed, and there's no change, there's a very good likelihood that there's a need for emotional healing. There is something blocking it. And I've, I very quickly move to emotional healing if I'm not making any progress. Avoid getting stuck in a formula. Formulas can be a trap. The good thing about having a systematic approach to healing is it will prevent you from missing certain things. But if you become too stuck in a formula, it will prevent you from thinking outside the box and considering other things. So there's a balancing act. You don't want to become locked into a formula. But I think it's good to have a systematic approach. I have a systematic approach. I have a little list of things. Power, authority, emotional healing, God's presence, Things like that. I just go down my little list of things and I'm, I'm checking to make sure that I've considered everything that I know of. The last bit of advice I'd like to give you is follow up with people that you've prayed for. Whenever it's possible, if you can stay in touch with someone that you've prayed for, follow up with them. Because what'll happen many times is you'll pray for someone and they won't feel any, any difference. They'll feel no change. You'll pray for a sprained wrist and they'll feel no difference while you're there. If you follow up with them in a week, you'll be surprised how many people are going to say, you know, I didn't feel anything right away, but then I went home and a half hour later, my wrist was like completely pain-free. It was great. I have had that happen to me many times. A lot of the patients that I've prayed for in the ambulance, I ran into later, either saw them on another call or went back to the gas station where they were when I prayed for them. And I found out the people who felt nothing at the time, they got tests and they had a relief of symptoms and they were completely healed. And I wouldn't have known that if I had not followed up with them. So when you pray for someone, if nothing happens, don't assume they weren't healed. Many times, 10, 15, 20 minutes later or the next day, they'll realize, wow, I actually was healed. 
And following up with those people will help you get a better feel for how successful you are. It's easy to get discouraged when people don't manifest the healing right away. But many times the healing just, it takes them a while for them to understand that, oh yeah, they actually were healed. My, my favorite story is a guy that I prayed for in the ambulance. He had a severe GI bleed. He had a blood transfusion before I transported him. I took him to this other hospital where he's going to have surgery, and I followed up with him. I went back to the hospital two days after I transported him. He was being discharged, no surgery. They scanned him again. They did all the tests. They could find no bleeding. He was completely healed through prayer. And I wouldn't have known that if I had not followed up with him. So it is good if you're able to follow up with those people you pray for and find out what happened. Well, that is my lesson for today for Supernatural Saturday. I hope you found it helpful. If you have questions, you can send me messages on Facebook. My direct messages are open on Twitter. You can go to my website and you can email me at prayingmedic. It's it's admin at prayingmedic.com. And if you need prayer, if you want to be healed, send me a message and I'll pray for you. All right, that is it. I love you all. You're amazing. I will catch you on the next broadcast. This is Praying Medic. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.